G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We're going to be talking about the profound experience of worshipping God. Now, a conversation today about drawing close to God, singing praises and the power of the miracle and mystery that happens when we intentionally worship God. Now, worship can take many forms, but the obvious way that we tend to think of it is through music. So if you're an outsider, you might wonder what it feels like to be enveloped in the presence of Almighty God. You may have wondered about the profound things that can happen when you take seriously the simple act of singing in church. Or what about other things like raising your hands, falling on your knees, opening your heart to a deeper and even an emotional experience with God? Well, the idea of worship should not be unusual for us as Christian believers. Given Jesus' words, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Uh, We could go to the Old Testament. King David frequently had his heart of worship on display, even to the point of passionate dancing and celebration. Well, we'll be interested today in how you worship God, or if you've had a profound experience of worship. Is it only in your church that you have these experiences? Can it happen in the car? Do you even need music to set the mood? Well, how do you teach your children to worship God? What's going through your mind as you are in the deeper realms of worship? Lots to talk about, as you can imagine, and of course we could even add a controversial issue in there or two. Uh, Does anything weird ever happen when you are in worship? Well, our special guest today is Peter Robertson. He leads Worship Ministries International, having spent 30 years in praise and worship music ministry, and he's released numerous CDs. Peter and his wife Christy have plans in the new year to take their ministry on the road to Outback Australia. No doubt you might like to connect today, listening in country towns around the nation. Uh, Give Peter some ideas as to what direction he might go. They minister in churches, at conferences, family camps, youth camps and worship seminars both nationally and around the world. Uh, Peter Robertson, a special welcome along to 2020. Hi, Neil. It's wonderful to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Peter, you have done lots of uh, praise, worship, I said nationally, internationally. Give us an idea because you uh, actually travel uh, to various nations around the world. Uh, yes. Give us a little bit of an idea. We'll start with uh, with traveling overseas. Where have you been? Well, we've been in, I probably would take a while to to count up all of the nations that we've been in. We have a real heart, actually, for a lot of the German-speaking nations, uh, that was just something that I didn't even see coming. Um, tw- over 20 years ago, I went traveling. I was Cole Stringer's music minister. 
And um, we were traveling and he took us to Europe where we were ministering in some churches and it just a real affinity in my heart happened there. 20 years ago, um, the worship in the music in a lot of the churches in the German-speaking churches was um, very traditional. Um, They didn't, a lot of the churches we traveled to didn't put a big emphasis on music. But when we got there, we found a real hunger in people's hearts to that when we worshipped, that it's like something came alive in them. And it's wonderful. There's just been a, an, an outreach, funnily enough, um, run by Australians in Vienna that saw like tens of thousands of people coming together and worshipping God. And there were miracles and Thousands of people come to Christ. Just incredible things that are happening. And we'll enlarge on some of those sorts of things too. When you're having a worship experience, uh, what is the profound thing that happens? Uh, I called it even uh, the miracle of what happens when you are connecting with God. And and uh, there are even physical miracles and no doubt emotional miracles, relational miracles that are happening. We can talk about some of those and listeners might like to contribute uh, when it comes to how you've been affected when you've been really deeply immersed in these sorts of uh, worship that we're talking about today. You say travelling with Cole Stringer. Well, Cole's, of course, one of our favourites on this program and yeah. uh, has uh, been on 2020 many, many times. Uh, he himself uh, treads the boards around the world. And as you Absolutely. say, you've travelled with him. You've experienced the sort of uh, reception he gets yeah. uh, when he's travelling. Uh, quite a good experience ca- travelling with Cole, no doubt. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's it's been, It's been an amazing experience. And it's a... To me, it actually taught me a lot about worship. Um, Cole is like a father to me, and uh, he's heard me say this many times, but as incredible a minister as Cole Stringer is, and he ministers in some of the biggest and most um, well-known churches in the world, you don't want to hear him sing. He he is not a musical person. I I actually say that when I stand next to him, I feel musicality leave my body by osmosis. He's just, but he has a deep love and understanding that we are all designed to worship God. Uh, It's a a number of years ago. I I got I was watching a TV show because I've had a lot of experience in producing Christian music, working in studios, and it was an album. It was a show talking about some of the great albums in history that have been made and the people that created them. And there was a statement by the lead guitarist of Pink Floyd with one of their uh, most famous albums, Dark Side of the Moon. And he said this thing. He said, I wish I'd been able to listen to that for the very first time because he was involved in every single aspect of it. So he never got to hear the final product for the first time. And something in me may end the question, I've been a Christian a long time, what is it like for a person who hasn't come into a worship experience before, who hasn't been ch- come to church, what is their first impression like? So I put it upon myself to ask uh, people that were new to church and walk up to them and say, just be honest with me. Tell me what, 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 what was your feeling? What was your experience? What, what happened in the service today that impacted you? And 100% of the people said this. They said, I don't know what it is, but when the singing starts, I feel something. It's like there's something in us that just is designed to connect with worship. When the singing starts, I feel something. Yeah, these are unchurched people. Yeah, and uh, look, you know, to 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 extend 
the dimension of what we're talking about here. I wonder, uh, for those who are quite doubtful about what happens in an experience of worshipping God in music, yeah. uh, you mentioned uh, albums like uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. So for people who've, you know, they've, they've had favourite albums yeah. and almost having a religious experience even with those albums and they're not connected with uh, our God at all, uh, you might even say that's an alternative uh, spiritual type of connection. People have had those sorts of things. Uh, what are your thoughts about the fact that some people can listen to uh, an album like you know, Pink Floyd and, and say they've they've had an, an, a religious experience almost? Well, I believe we're all connect. We're all designed. The Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And like I can argue, why do when I put my car in gear and put the foot on the gas does it go forward? It's designed to do that. There's a something in us that's designed to connect to worship. Now, everything has been created by God. The devil never created anything. He perverts stuff. But there's just something in us that connects to music, even the non-musical. I, I, I think it's one of the things that actually shows that there's a God because evolutionists will tell you everything that's in our life has to have a, a favorable effect in our survival. But what is the evolutionary advantage to absolutely connecting to an amazing piece of art or music? That shows there's something of the divine, of God's creativity in us that connects to that. Now, some people, they get a... I've even had world-class musicians. One of my best friends, he's now um, Pastor Margaret Court in Perth's worship pastor. And before he was a Christian, he was in uh, the band The Mixtures, you know, the, the push bite song yeah, and yep. in the summertime. And, and he had um, toured with Chuck Berry and Tina Turner. He played with the best. And he said he remembered the first time he ever walked into a church service and the, and the churches were singing, they were singing that old song, uh, When I Look Into His Holiness, yep. a beautiful old song. Yep. Now, these people weren't a fraction of the musician he was. And and probably musically speaking, were nowhere near the level of what he was used to because he was used to playing with the world's best. But he said something impacted him like no other song ever had. He just, it just, something just went straight through him. And I've had that experience with secular professional musicians when they've come in contact with worship music that something in them, it's like a home beacon. And even a person who's not musical, I remember as a going to a church service and I looked at people, you mentioned before, raising of the hands. And I thought, these people are crazy, but something in me wanted to do what they were doing, to have that freedom. So I believe there's just something in everyone. You know, Billy Graham used to say there's a God-shaped hole in every person's heart. You think of it, one day all the evangelism will be done when we're in heaven. There'll be no poor people to feed. And all these are wonderful things we need to be doing. But there's something every single person will be doing for eternity, and that's worshipping God. Interesting, isn't it, when we uh, take for granted that God is the creator yeah. and he's the creator of music, yeah. how we use the music to worship God the creator, to even experience him in that time, in the realms of worship. Uh, and yet, somehow or other, there's this human fallenness about us that gets attracted to use music in an alternative way. And uh, sometimes we want to hold so tight to this alternative uh, music that, that we're missing something when we don't appreciate what it is to be caught up in the relational 
connection that we can have to God in music. Yeah. I just think if you look at the world today, there are people who have everything in life, even some of the great musicians that have taken their own lives. Now, you think uh, if, if, if you ask people in the world today, what you know, if I had the money, if I if I had the approval of people, if I had the fame, if I had all of this, I'd be happy. Yet these people with all of this are missing something. And yet I've been to places, I've ministered in the Philippines where people who know Jesus basically crawl out of a cardboard box on a Sunday morning, so joyful to go to church with a joy on their face. They don't have iPhones. They don't have Xboxes. They don't have all the bells and whistles that we even have in our um, in Australia, yet they've got this incredible joy because I believe they're living the way they were designed. This phone that I've got on the desk beside me, it's, you know, if, if I took it scuba diving with me and then I took it back to Apple and said, uh, it, it doesn't work, and they said, why? Because well, I went scuba diving with it. They, they'd just say, well, it wasn't designed for that. See, we were designed to worship God. And music is, uh, you know, music is such a powerful tool. It creates an atmosphere. You think of everything we do in life; it involves an atmosphere. Uh, even if I'm, if there's people here unchurched that are listening to this broadcast, and you might think, "Oh, I don't like Christian music." Whatever. If you're married, I guarantee, even if you're the biggest uh, ACDC fan in history, I bet your wife, did, you did not, your wife did not walk down the aisle to an ACDC song. It would have been something soft and loving because it created the right atmosphere. Worship creates an atmosphere for our life. And I believe it just opens a door for God to be able to do so much more in a person's life when they get that understanding. There's a poll that's happening on our Facebook page right now. You might like to respond to that as well. And, of course, you can leave a comment on Facebook too. You can vote on the poll. Is it possible to have a profound experience of connecting with God while singing worship songs? 97% are saying yes. Uh, 3% are saying no. Uh, so if you are saying yes or no, uh, you can leave a comment there and we'll reflect some of those as we continue our conversation. Uh, Peter, we might ask a very simple question. What is worship? We've been talking about uh, worship by way of music. Uh, we know that if we talk about worship, it's a whole life experience. Uh, but uh, but for you, when you people say, oh, Peter, what's, what's worship for you? Uh, what do you say? Well, to me, as even as a musician uh, who... Music's been the majority of my life. Uh, I'd say it's it's more than music. It's more than a song. To me, the simplest explanation of worship: there's something that happens in us when God is revealed to us. You look in the Book of Revelations where it says, "Then the cherubim surround the throne." It says every time they go around, they go, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty." Now, I'll be honest: I'm a very real person, and I used to think, "What a boring job." Imagine it's like my job here is to walk around Neil all day and go, what a great guy Neil is. What a great guy Neil is. You'd think, give me another job. This is going to get boring. But it's like they see something in God, something inside of them. It, it just reacts to the presence of God. And there's just something, you know, you look in the Bible uh, in the situation on the road to Romaeus after the crucifixion. And it says two believers, they were going with, walking along and they were depressed and they were down. And Jesus, he, he, he walked beside them and he began to reveal himself in the scriptures. 
from the book of Moses through the prophets because Jesus is revealed in, in all of the, in the Old Testament. And it says their hearts began to burn inside of them. That's worship rising. When, when a person sees the beauty of Jesus and they all of a sudden don't want to hate people anymore, they want to love and help people, that's worship. When a person recognizes what Jesus has done for them, that they're unconditionally loved and forgiven, that causes a response to make them want to love people, make them want to help and serve humanity. That's worship. When, when I realize how blessed I am and I want to give, into the, give to those that are less fortunate and I want to give into the gospel to see other people that haven't had the opportunity to know about the goodness of God that I have, that's worship. And music is a wonderful and a huge expression of that. But to me, the more people see Jesus, worship is just a natural reaction. Well, we're created in the image and likeness of God, yes. and we are wired to relate to God. So yes. worship should be an ordinary, normal part of our experience. We're Absolutely. going to continue our conversation. Our special guest is Peter Robertson. He leads Worship Ministries International. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Wonderful to have you with us. Our special guest is Peter Robertson. We're talking about worship today, profoundly connecting with God. And uh, we do have a song or two that Peter has on one of his many albums that he's released. And Peter, uh, you have albums, uh, Praise and Worship and Reflective. You do some instrumental albums as well. Uh, We're about to hear one of your songs now and uh, create an opportunity for listeners to, you know, get into the style of worship that you lead. Uh, Is there something special you can tell us about the song we're about to hear? Well, this song's called Boldly, and it is actually a very special song to me. It came very quickly, I believe, as an inspiration from the Lord in that when I got the revelation, the hearing about the the finished work of the cross and what Jesus has done for me, that God was saying for me to boldly come to him. Now, that is an incredible thing of faith it requires because we often look at ourselves. We become, we're in a self completely focused society, we, you know, the selfie generation. And I'm not just talking, having a go at millennials. I'm talking about all generations. And But the gospel is about looking at Jesus and what he's done. And so this was a song of me recognizing in a moment that everything that Jesus did on the cross was so that I could come close to God and have relationship with him, that I was to look beyond my own insufficiencies and look at his great sufficiency and supply. So if you're feeling guilty or you're feeling condemned today, if you've accepted Jesus, the Bible says to boldly approach the throne room of grace, to receive mercy and find grace to help you in your time of need. So I want to encourage you as you listen to the words of this song, be in your heart, recognize that God is asking you to come close to him today. He's wanting to touch your life as you listen. Let's have a listen in Peter and Christy Robertson. Boldly. Boldly now I come 
unto the throne of grace, where mercy does abound to me.
Robertson and one of the tracks from one of their CDs. Uh, Peter and Christy have many CDs. Uh, this one comes from one called I Met Grace. It's called Boldly. Uh, Peter, just a, a couple of minutes up to the news. I just wanted to ask you, I mentioned earlier, you are, you've already tested the waters. You love ministering in outback towns. Yes. And you're intending to increase that. Yes. Uh, give us a little impression as to the sorts of things you're thinking of. Well, you see, Christy in my heart and, and our heritage is from the country. Christy was born uh, on a farm in Colac, Victoria, and uh, my parents met on the Darling Downs in Warwick. So uh, the, the country's always been a huge part of our hearts. And so we, we've just felt this a real um, pull in our hearts for our whole ministry. I've been ministering, like you said, for over 30 years. So I've always ministered in the bush and always felt a, a, a real affinity to minister to our farmers, especially who are going through an incredibly hard time. And so we just really want to provide that as a resource for people. We've seen people, you know, a touch from God can just change a whole person's perspective. And worship takes our eyes off the troubles we are going through and puts it on God and his incredible love and supply. And it's amazing. We've seen people like uh, be in harvest time, literally come to a night concert, go and harvest all night, come back to church the next morning, then go back because something in their heart's like, I need this. So we, we're just wanting to provide a resource. So if you're out in the country, if you're a pastor of a church or have a church, hey, send us an email. We, we literally, we're planning on doing this as long as we've got breath. <laughs> well, Peter and Christy are making plans. Your opportunity today to connect with them, worshipministriesinternational.com is their website. Let's uh, just talk for a few moments about what's happening so far as that person who's in worship, we could read from the scripture, uh, you know, King Saul, who found relief from the oppression that he was suffering when David played his harp. It's like yeah. the music had a profound effect on him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's actually one of, before I did my very first instrumental album um, over, over 21 years ago, I that scripture was actually a, really alive in my heart. Um I do this thing when in seminars where I um, I get people to just sit there with a piece of paper and I play pieces of instrumental music and I just tell them, oh, look, I just want you to write the first thing that comes in your mind, first impression you get. And uh, I, I say, don't try and impress me. Just if it's walking along on beach at sunset, do that. If it's whatever it is. And so I play all of these pieces of instrumental music or music and they write down what they feel, what the impression that they get. And then at the end of this session, I say, I want you to read them back to me. It would blow your mind, Neil, that nearly everybody writes the same stuff. And I finish that segment to make this point. I say, music is a language. Uh, and, and I use it in, in worship seminars to inspire musicians to a higher level of excellence because I say, so, 
I needed to learn how to speak the language as a musician. But music, it, it just has an effect on us. Uh, you, in the news, we were talking and you, you, you mentioned the scripture to me about um, Saul like being comforted when David played. Also, that um, the king needed a word from uh, the prophet and the prophet said, Elisha. Yeah, yeah. Elisha. Bring me a minstrel. And when he played, it actually released a prophetic word that was needed in that moment. So I've always looked at this scripture, Psalm 100 verse 4. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Could you imagine God is the source of all life, the source of, you know, everything. The Bible says all things consist and hold together in him. And so we make this invitation to people to connect with a loving God that will change every aspect of their experience of life. And if I said, and just say to use an, an analogy, I'm in your studio here now, but I was outside knocking on the wall and you're saying, Pete, the door's open. Yeah. And then I got on the roof and I'm, I'm stomping on the roof going, Neil, let me in, mate. We've got an interview. It's like, the door's open, Pete. You know, you'd say, you're a bit slow. He's saying we enter into his presence, we enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving. It's it's just something you cannot worship God and praise him and the experience of his presence not be there. We might not recognize it sometimes because we can be sadly more in touch with the natural and what's going on in our feelings, but he's there. And, and if you just open your heart and realize when you begin to praise and you begin to sing, so the atmosphere changes around your life. We're taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's take a few. Maureen is on the line from Longford in Tasmania. Hello, Maureen. Welcome. Maureen, what are your thoughts for our conversation? Hello. Hi, Maureen. Hi, Maureen. Hi. Um, I had a very profound experience in 1976. I asked to be taken to a um, church service. They were singing over and over again, praise the name of Jesus, he's my rock, he's my fortress, he's my deliverer, in him will I trust. And I looked around and people had their hands up in the air, their arms up. And I thought, oh, that looks silly, I'm not going to do that. And my arms went up and the tears came down and I um, asked Jesus into my heart right through that chorus. Beautiful. And I've never been the same since. Some of those old songs from the 70s and the 80s, and a lot of listeners will remember Scripture in Song, and uh, and there was a lot of repetition in that. A lot of modern uh, praise and worship music doesn't have that same sort of feel about it, but it was very powerful then. You're reflecting that, Maureen. What are your thoughts, Peter, for for Maureen? And uh, that's something you hear around the place? Yeah, well, well, it's it's a lot of my testimony too. Like, I'll be honest, I was on the way to the pub and got absolutely hijacked by friends who were Christians. They told me I was going to a party. And then I ended up in a service and just like Maureen, uh, watched people lifting their hands. And as as we began to worship God, I just knew my life needed to change and that God was the the what I needed. So, yeah, I, I, some of those old songs are great in the, in the word content. I know that Christy and I have a real heart for, because the word of God is also carries the presence of God. The, the Bible is the only book that you get the author with the book. And um, I, I really feel even in contemporary worship, there is a real switch back to having really good, solid, word-based um, content. 
And I think that's very important. Thank you so much, Maureen. We're taking calls. 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Andrea in Albany in Western Australia. Andrea, welcome along. Hi. uh, Good morning, Neil and Peter. Wonderful Um, to hear from you. Yeah. um, I'd just like to share um, my thoughts. um, You know, when the scripture says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And it's it's just really true for me. Um, most of the time when I sing and uh, worshipping and singing to him, um, the Lord speaks to me in, in songs. Like um, recently I had a struggle at work and um, I've been asking the Lord because I'm having a, a trouble with this person at work and I, I wasn't sure whether to speak to her or not. And I've been struggling with it for, for a few weeks. And then I asked the Lord, do I have to speak to her? Because I'm not gifted in speaking, you know. And um, I, and that morning, as I was singing a, a few songs, and I um, one of the songs that I was singing to the Lord was Holy Spirit Rain Down. And um, in one of the lines, um, it said, you know, the, the song goes, let your power fall, let your voice be heard. And that those words, let your voice be heard, just kept on, I kept on singing it, let your voice be heard. And I said, Lord, are you telling me, <laughs> you know, let my voice be heard. So um, that day I, I spoke to her and, um, yeah, the result was, was really positive. Andrea, and, uh, great to hear your story. Uh, I'm interested in Peter's thoughts here because as you're in worship, you're hearing the voice of God. It's like a, your own counselling session with God as to the issue that you're going through. Peter, everybody, say you've got a 100 people at church, everybody's, uh, if they're into entering into their own worship, they're all hearing something perhaps even different from God. Uh, what are your thoughts about, uh, you know, whether people are hearing the same thing or whether they're hearing something that's more personal for themselves? Well, the incredible thing about God is he can, <laughs> he's the master communicator. Uh, we even look at like the English language is so two dimensional, right? Like, uh, we have one word for love. The Greeks have three. Uh, it's when God can just in a moment put an impression on a person's heart that like, I- I've had issues in my life where I'm just like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And just for a few moments, rather than trying to work it out, worship God. And then just the Bible says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, living water. All of a sudden, something rises up in worship. It's like, I know what to do. And it's amazing. You can, be, you can be in a worship service and God can be speaking, yes, the same things, but he can also make it specific for your situation and just refine those things. And I, and I really feel coming into a worship situation, um, trying to work all of our own stuff out is like a dog chasing its own tail. We'd look at it and go, that's ridiculous. We're in the presence of him who has all the answers. And so when we worship, we give him a chance to speak because we're focusing on him and not us. Andrea, thank you so much for your call. Taking calls, 1-800-316-316. You might have your own thoughts on the profound experience of worship. Uh, perhaps when you're singing in church, maybe you've just got a CD playing or whether you're downloading something and uh, and just listening to something even online. Let's take another call. Brett is on the line in Bansdale in Victoria. Hi, Brett. Welcome. Hey, good morning, Neil, and good morning, Peter. How are you going? Really hey, good. Brett, how you doing? Brett, what are your thoughts? Uh, so I just 
firstly, thanks for your song, um, Peter. It was great. Oh, you're welcome, mate. <laughs> really, really good stuff. God, just I'll make it quick. I'm a musician. Um, I used to be a worship leader, and I think back two years ago, and this is just a short testimony on a healing that God gave me through the power of just praising Him. And um, I woke up at some stupid hour in the morning with with a pain in my back, an excruciating pain, ten out of ten. Um, was was vomiting bile. It was a kidney stone. Was what I had. I oh, rang wow. up and that's my nurse. That's what it was. My wife was working night shift. She got the nurse. Said that's what you got. Um, there's some strong medication under the cabinet if you want it. And I remember thinking I don't want that. And I just marched up and down, pacing up and down the hallway, like 12 out of 10. It was excruciating pain. And the Holy Spirit said to me, as clear as day, I want you to sing my praise. Just sing the praises of God. And I thought, how can I do that? I mean, you know, I'm in so much pain. I started singing, and within about a few minutes, I, I was writing a new worship song, awesome. and I started singing this new song. And within a few minutes, um, what you said, Peter, and I, and, I, and I say this all the time whenever I preach, you know, we can boldly approach the, the throne room of grace, for grace and mercy in our time of need. Yep. And a few minutes into this praising and worshipping, the pain was still there, but I had the peace of God that came upon me that I just could not describe. Suddenly my problems were non-existent. They That's were still awesome. there, but, but, the, but the, the peace of God was there. And I kept pacing up and down and just kept singing, and I was totally immersed in, in worship, and, and the presence of God was upon me. A few minutes into that still, he just stopped me dead in, in my tracks and gave me a prayer. I can't remember what it was. Just prayed it with this Holy Spirit and took five more steps, straightened up, the pain instant left, gone. That was two years ago. I never That's had awesome. it. Yeah, and it hasn't and come I, back at all, Brent? Nothing. Like, no. I know it was Jesus. Because, That's you know, Jesus always healed instantly, and it was always, you know, for good. And, and it was an amazing... Um, the healing was one thing, but when we when we fix our eyes on Christ and just and just get into that place of worship, you know, the power of him... Gives the peace through, through all circumstances. Yeah, that's right. Brett, great to hear from you. What a fabulous story that is. It raises the question in my mind that if you're going to receive a miracle from God in a healing sense the way that Brett yeah. did, uh, is it a prerequisite that you have this intimate, deep, worshipful experience with God? Uh, I mean, that might be a, a theological question uh, that might be beyond our conversation today. But, <laughs> but the fact that Brett, that's his testimony. That's what happened. You can't uh, argue with a testimony. Initially, as uh, as listeners will have heard, initially the pain was so great he didn't think that he could worship. Yeah. When he did begin to worship, the pain was still there, but the peace of God was there alongside. The pain didn't. Pain had a context. Yeah. Uh, it was under God's peace, mm-hmm. and then receives even the physical miracle out of that, which is really really powerful. And that's a powerful powerful testimony. Yeah. Brett, great to hear that. Yeah, look, that is so powerful because what we don't realize is that the Word of God, fruit of the gospel comes out of our spirit. We're a three-part being. The Bible says we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. And we can have stuff in our head, but music has an ability to take something from your head and just put it in your heart, make it alive in your heart. Um, I remember my little boy, well, he's not that little anymore. He's like, he towers above me. He's, He's 20 years old. But when he was like four, he's a creative like me. So he we, he was always just wandering off in like shopping centers and that. And I thought, oh my gosh, this kid, one day we're going to turn around. He's not going to be there. So I thought, I'll teach him, try and teach him our phone number. Oh, I couldn't do it. He just couldn't. I, I wrote a little song with the phone number in it. He heard it once. He never forgot it. 
it just went straight in. And I find with the word of God, if you've got a if if you're in a, uh, facing need a, needing a miracle, when you sing praises to God, I, I even tell people sometimes take the promise of God and make it your praise. Uh, I begin to praise. It doesn't have to be an amazing um, scripture uh, song. Just just sing that. Something goes into your heart when you sing the promises of God. You know, find a worship uh, song that deals with the situation that you're facing and begin to praise God with it. That brings the presence of God into the situation and takes your eyes off yourself and puts it on God. Brett from Bansdale in Victoria, thank you so much for your call. And uh, we're going to have to draw a line under some calls. We'll take one more because I do want to play another one of your songs. Let's hear from Kaz in Wyala in South Australia. Kaz, welcome. Hello, how are you? Really good, Kaz. What are your thoughts? Good. Okay, so part of my faith journey has been music. So um, my grandson goes to Sunrise Christian School in Wyala and I used to go to his assemblies and they have, um, Christian music playing, you know, and the kids sing. So I would um, use my Shazam and um, get the song and I would listen to it. And then I found out about your radio station. So I changed my radio station car to Christian radio station. And yeah, that's my faith journey. So <laughs> that's awesome. It, it's been through music. So, and you guys. Well, you know, the music is an integral part, of course, of what we do on the radio. And uh, I have the privilege of doing lots of talking on the radio and less music. But uh, there's lots of music on Vision. And uh, even to the point where we just have fully blown praise and worship times, like the worship hour and uh, different times, we'll take those opportunities. But a lot of the songs, of course, as you know, Kaz, uh, they lead you. Uh, into the presence of God because uh, they're wonderful artists singing wonderful songs and Jesus is right at the center of the focus of those songs. So uh, really yeah. thrilled to be a part of your testimony there, Kaz. Thank you so much Thank for you. your call. A quick uh, comment for Kaz. Uh, it's amazing. We live in a dark world that can be very oppressive and the Bible talks in Ephesians chapter 2 that the, the devil is the prince of the power of the air. But you know what? When Jesus died on the cross, he said, all authority has been given to me. I give it to you, therefore go. And when we praise and we worship, we take authority back over the atmosphere in our world. So even, Kat, you playing Christian music and Christian content in your car, that's taking authority over the atmosphere around your life, and and that's very empowering. Kaz from Wyala, thank you so much for your call. Time's running out. I want to play another one of your songs, and then I'll give the website for uh, those who might like to connect with you because you're wanting to extend uh, some of your worship ministry into more outback towns. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this song we're about to hear is called Refuge. Yeah. Is there some story that we could know about this that might uh, just set a, a context for uh, for this song we're about to hear? Well, it's actually just a lot about what we've been talking about, Neil, that recognizing that God is our refuge and that, you know, when we sing, what the chorus talks about when you're, when we, when we're in your presence, I'm home. When you, when I sing your praises, I'm whole. Like that brings wholeness to our life. When we sing the praises of God, the presence of God is actually our home. <laughs> yeah. That's where we feel whole. And so that's just literally what it's about. Well, let's have a listen in and I'll give that, that website and the connecting point uh, for Peter Robertson. Uh, this is Peter and his wife, Christy, and the song is called Refuge.
were my refuge The center of my life You were my refuge The peace that calms all strife When I'm in your presence I am whole When I sing your praises I am Robertson. That song is called Refuge. 
there's about seven albums I think you've released, Peter, and uh, that one is from the latest one. The one called I Met Grace. Peter and Christy Robertson, no doubt listeners. They want to get a hold of that. They might need to go to your website, worshipministriesinternational.com, and that's where they can connect with you too via an email uh, that might set up an opportunity sometime soon into the new year to actually visit towns who are in outback communities around Australia. This is your desire. This is your vision. You'd love to see that enhanced. Uh, You're based in southeast Queensland but prepared to travel Wherever we travel all over the world, if there's an invitation, yeah. uh, Peter and Christy we will, will do everything that they can to get to your church. Worship Ministries International dot com. Uh, you might like to connect and uh, and invite them to your town. Peter, just wonderful getting your heartbeat today. Thank you. Uh, we could talk, as we did say, for hours about these sorts of issues when it comes to worship. The way that we're wired, we're created in the image and likeness of God. We are made for worship. We could talk for hours and we will plan another time sometime, perhaps uh, into the new year. Uh, We'll set another opportunity to have another talk about worship. But thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.